0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Gary Show. I'm I'm Mike. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at avantgarde. And as always, I'm joined by Paul. Hey, how are you, Mike? I'm good, Paul. How are you?
1: <laughs> you expected me to introduce myself and say my contact details, <laughs> didn't you? But the Gary Show doesn't doesn't run to to a template, does it?
0: We're wild and crazy on the Gary Show. Uh, and if you want to get in touch. To, with The Gary Show, you can email us at garryshowpodcast at gmail.com and that's all the official stuff we need to take care of. So how have you been, Paul?
1: I'm okay, yeah. Um, I've been tired. We've uh, we've had a break in the weather, so it's it's starting to rain a fair bit down here, which is nice. Um, H-
0: has it stopped raining at
1: all? Well, it has here. I mean, I looked at the weather a few days ago and said, six days worth of rain and then I looked, you know, at the cities around us and it's going, six days worth of rain. And like, oh great, it's going to be six days worth of rain. Um, but it isn't. So it's not actually raining at the moment. Oh, right. It's making things damp, but it is not refilling any dams. Um oh. uh, Everything's gone green. The weeds have gone nuts. So uh, as soon as it stops raining, I will be mowing. But there's not enough rain to get excited about right now. And, uh, oh, I'm, okay. from where I am sitting in my car, I can see a little rabbit eating grass nearby. Ah,
0: oh, that's
1: nice. Oh. He's one of the cute ones that we get two types there's the little cute ones that you want to cuddle and there's the ones with mm-hmm. great big back legs and really long ears and they look terrifying like
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but the horror rabbits horror
1: rabbits right. yeah mm. what about mm. you Mike what have you been up to you still on holidays
0: I, I have 10 days left of my six weeks holidays and I don't know where that time has gone I have not really achieved anything that I was planning to on this break. Um, So, yeah, but yes, like you, we've been inundated with rain finally. It's funny, isn't it? A couple of weeks ago, we were complaining about how hot it was and um, how dry it was. And now I'm complaining about the rain. Mm. So, but it's, it's eased off a bit this morning, but it's rained pretty much nonstop. I don't know, like the last 30 hours or something like that. So, um which is good, it's great, but it's also nice to have a bit of a break from it. But yes, everything's very green here as well. Um, we have no rabbits here <laughs> in Capera that I know of. Um, so, I've seen lots of bush turkeys around though recently. So, because um, we have a bit of kind of parkland, you know, foresty areas, but no rabbits. So. You, and and rabbits, even if they do have the big scary hind legs, are cuter than bush turkeys, <laughs> regardless. So you can't you can't cuddle a bush turkey. No. My daughter got chased by a bush turkey up her street in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! That, 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 I, I, I've rarely seen bush turkeys go after anyone.
1: Well, yeah, maybe so, it was just going in the same direction to see someone.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Gonna hang out with its other bush turkey mates.
1: Yeah, but she has has water dragons at her place too, which are great.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: Yeah, I just love them because they all just sit around on the grass and then when you go, oh, I'm going to go near you, they just run away on their back legs like high-speed dinosaurs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I was worried we wouldn't have anything to talk about this week, and here we are talking about all the amazing fauna that we have here in Australia, What once again.
1: Hmm. yes. So, yeah, are you prepared for how depressed you're going to be when your holiday ends? Like, that's what I thought when you said, I'm going to have six weeks off, like, you are going to be
0: so depressed when that ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I prepared for it? Not really. Is it going to happen? Most likely. <laughs> yeah i'm I'm kind of it's kind of dawned on me this morning because we're recording incredibly early on a Saturday morning for me um uh, that yeah I've only got ten days to go the good one good thing is I go back midweek so I go back on a Wednesday a okay, short week back. The so short week back I think I've done well there um the naughty part of my brain is wondering if maybe I asked for maybe a couple more days to have another full week off but i'll probably be the right thing and go no no i'll just i'll go back what i meant to um but yeah it's gonna be hard going back after six weeks of sitting around and not doing a heck of a lot i've I've kind of been unmotivated on this holiday uh because one of the i was like okay i'm gonna paint all these miniatures barely done that mm. barely done that at all I've i've done I've had one hobby session with my friends uh, where I built some some miniatures, put some miniatures together. Haven't painted them yet, and that was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, I was going to go to the gym every day. Haven't done that. You know, <laughs> I've, mm. I've really really slacked off. Um, so the only thing I've really been doing is is watching uh, the Clone Wars uh, cartoon, which uh, tells the story of of what happened between Star Wars episodes two and three and that's been really good because there's I've seen parts of the first season but I'm getting to the point now where they're ones I haven't seen uh so and and there's this actual uh viewing list of, of how to watch it in chronological order because some of the later episodes actually happen earlier and they jump all around the place so that's been good but other than that yeah I've not been doing much so i'll kind of be like when i get back to work i'll be like oh i could have done all this stuff and i could have <laughs> spent my time more effectively <laughs> and and now i'm back at work and uh. oh, dear. so yeah i'm i i'm not i'll i'll probably be very grumpy very very grumpy in a couple of weeks time mm. and you'll probably see some very unhappy posts by me on social media <laughs> right Oh dear! Uh,
1: Hope it's a triumphant return, and you know they carry you around on their shoulders and say, "Yay, Mike's back!" And tell uh, you how bad it was without you being there.
0: Yeah, it'll probably be the last two. The first one, me being carried around on shoulders, I doubt that very much. I don't think they've got the upper body strength for that. So
1: That only happens in sports movies, is not it? It does. It never carries people around in real life.
0: No, no, they don't. They don't. Um, it'd be cool if it was more like, you know, crowd surfing at a, mm. at a rock show. That'd be cool to do at work. But at a rock and roll gig. <laughs> 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 at a shindig at the discotheque, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, dear. So what are we talking about today? I don't know what we are talking about today. Do you like toys? I do like toys. What, what toys were you into as a, as a lad? As a lad or still? <laughs> Either.
1: Talk about toys that are important to
0: you. Uh, okay. Um. I had lots of toys as a kid. I have less toys now as an adult, even though I don't always feel... I saw a post online this morning that was saying, I don't know if I'll ever feel like an adult. And I was thinking, you know what? I completely empathise with that. Oh, I do because too. Man, isn't adulting hard? Yeah. And I know I know people go like, "Oh, just grow up and shut up and stop calling it adulting and just, you know, man up." And it's like, "Well, no, dude, life is really difficult. So, you know, we need to take our joys even if it is juvenile and, you know, nostalgia-based where we can get it." So, <clears throat> anyway, toys I have I think the toys I only really have now are well my miniatures could be considered toys, just very expensive toys that I have to put together and paint myself. So do they still count? <laughs> <laughs> um and Lego, I still like Lego. Um I have a smallish collection of DC Lego. Uh, I bought a couple yesterday actually and I did the 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 trick that you and your son inspired me with the feel the bag trick and I ended up not getting duplicates. So <laughs> Hats off to Clan Hicks for that little tip. <laughs> uh, I, I ended up getting the uh, retro-looking cyborg uh, with the purple chains, which I didn't realize, and I had to ask on, on Twitter about that. But there's a cover from, I think it's one of the the tales of the Teen Titans, where Cyborg is ripping up, you know, busting out from these purple chains. And that's why the Lego cyborg comes with purple chains. Had no idea. Hmm. And um, the original um, uh, 1940s Batman, with the purple gloves and the gigantic ears. Ooh, so nice. that wow. was, that was cool. That was cool. But other than that, um, no, they're they pretty much out. Yeah, but as a kid, I had like, if there was a toy line that came out, I was very fortunate to pretty much, um, receive it for Christmas or birthdays, like Transformers. I remember having a ton of Transformers. Um, there was another one called Sky Commanders. You, did you ever hear about Sky Commanders?
1: Ah, oh, vaguely, but they're probably just lost in my memory.
0: Yeah, they, it was a sci-fi setting um, on another... No, it was future sci-fi, and I think there was some new landmass continent had appeared on Earth, and it was all very dangerous and, you know, high mountains and stuff. And the only way to get around it was using kind of like um, cables to slide around... Um so that's what all the toys were based around so the little figures would come with these attachments to their arm uh that would let you like shoot up a grappling line and they could slide around oh. and that's what all the the vehicles were like too so the vehicles would you know um slide around on these cables uh and they had motorized larger vehicles which would you know you could attach like a long, um, sturdy ribbon from one end of your room to the other, and this motorised thing would, you know, go um, rattling along the, the the piece that you'd set up. So, <laughs> wow, they really committed to that gimmick, didn't they? They, they did, they did. And and <laughs> one Christmas, my brother and I somehow got a ton of these Sky Commander things. So we're like, this is awesome. So we set it all up in one of our bedrooms, and it was like. If you imagine someone went crazy with um, a silly string spray, <laughs> uh, with, but that string then hardened, and then these two boys were sliding around these GI Joe size action figures and these little vehicles and that all around this hardened string, that's what Sky Commanders looked like. It was bizarre. It was, but but really cool. Um, he Man was another big one. Uh, had heaps of He Man. Had heaps of Star Wars. So. Most of the usual 80s stuff. Oh, Sectors was another one. Do you remember Sectors? Sectors? No. Well, I don't know. Uh, th- there was even a, a Marvel comic about them <laughs> to kind of work as a, and, you know, 30-odd page ad promotion for them. Uh, basically, humanoid people that had uh, insect Powers, uh, and they all kind of had antennae from their head, and each of them came with a insect ally. So one guy had like a giant dragonfly that you would clip around his torso, and that would let him fly. Or oh. another bug, you'd you'd fill it with water, and it would shoot water out at, it at its enemies, which was meant to be some poison toxin thing. Oh. So I have to remember that you're a little bit older than me, so you would have been like. Older and cooler than me when I was playing with these things.
1: Hey, hey, older. Let's go older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was ever cool. I, I I did actually get into GI Joes, but they didn't hit Australia till like nineteen eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the like the six inch GI Joes. Um, and part of that was because I used to play um, well war games basically with Star Wars figures. So we'd you know me and a friend would set up okay. all our Star Wars figures, and then we'd have like. Um, I think, some Micronaut Baron are with the really hard missiles that would have been banned today. <laughs> right, yeah. And then yeah. you shoot them at and try and knock down each other's Star Wars figures, taking one shot at, uh, in, in turn. Um, and mm-hmm. then we got more elaborate. So when G.I. Joe's came out, we were like, oh, beauty, we can use these for that sort of game. And then we would start doing stats for vehicles and things like that. But it's really funny because they were literally, it was a few years after they were released in America, and none of them were out in Australia. And then I think it was probably around the third wave they started introducing them in Australia. And, um,. Mm-hmm. I was working, so I just went out and bought a ton of them and just, you know, thought, oh, okay, cool, vehicles. And then they're like, you know, send in these, you know, these flag points and you'll get bonus set and everything. So I oh just, yeah. you know, send in a whole bunch of those. And we were at dinner one day and um, mm. there was a knock on the door. And um, this guy was at the door and he said, hi, I was just wondering if Paul Hicks is here. Um, he's the first little boy in Australia to send all of the flag the flag points in for these things. <laughs> And I came to the door, and I was 19. <laughs> and the guy, I think the guy was really taken aback. But he, he gave me, a, like, a G.I. Joe Jeep called the All-Striker as a bonus. <laughs> as well as hand-delivering. So, I mean, uh, I think the the company that distributed G.I. Joe wasn't that f- far from where we lived.
0: <laughs> but, right.
1: But that was very weird. <laughs> yeah. I think he was like, I'm never doing that again. He's like, I'm going to make some little boy's day. Oh, this little boy yeah. is an adult.
0: <laughs> whereas nowadays, you know, seeing an adult go into a toy store and you know buy up an armload of whatever series, you know, is not an uncommon uncommon thing. It's just whereas back then, yeah, the guy just just imagine this guy looking. At you. <laughs> He would have gone, oh, oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But in the the end, that worked to my advantage, because I used to ring up um, the distributor, the Hasbro distributor, and ask them, you know, are you going to get any of these? And they, you know, Mm because they were only getting like a a quarter of the line in. So, you know, you'd see the catalog that came in the packaging and it'd have all these vehicles, and then you'd only see like, you know, four out of 20 in the shops. Yeah. but there was one guy who used to sell me the samples so they would get a sample in of um, a product that they weren't going to sell and he used to sell them to me
0: oh. so,
1: so um, I got some of the vehicles and I did get um, a friend's mum who went to America to buy a couple of other things <laughs> that I couldn't get so yeah I got fairly obsessed with it so it changed from being a um, let's have them all for the vehicles and games to um, just have them uh, which is yeah the, the nature of our
0: affliction isn't it mm, yes Yes, yeah. <laughs> no. I was never aware of your GI Joe obsession in your youth.
1: Yeah, but, but it was completely go. divorced from the cartoon. Like I was had no interest in the cartoon because I was just you know I was too old for it. I just you know mm. I watched like the opening titles of the cartoon. I was like this is dumb. I'm not going to watch this. Um, I did like I did like the GI Joe comics, so I did enjoy those. For okay. a while. but um, mm-hmm. they got curated out of my collection at some point. As I, oh. Which I I have nostalgia for them now. I wouldn't mind uh, reattaching to the G.I. Joe comics because I do remember mm. them being pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I never tried the uh, the subsequent non-Marvel G.I. Joe series or anything. So mm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Cool. Uh, so, do you have any songs to recommend this week?
0: <sighs> not not really, no. I, uh, because of my... <laughs> My homebound holiday laziness. I've I've not really. Um, we well, <laughs> really haven't had time, have you? No, I haven't. had... Oh, look, you know, it's it's a uh, watching Clone Wars. That that's you know, the three episodes. That's like an hour gone there. You know, and you do that a couple of times a day. Um, you know, there's there's chores to get done still whilst I'm on holidays. You know. It's, it's, it's it's a very busy yet non-busy holiday. No, I I haven't really heard. I, okay, one one band I will uh, recommend uh, for those that like their nineties Australian bands. Uh, last time I fired up Spotify, I did some searching and uh, recalled my love of a band called The Clouds, or maybe just Clouds. So, I know the I don't clouds. Know, yeah. You're a fan of those as well, I recall.
1: Yeah, Hieronymus. That's the song I remember most of theirs.
0: Yes, uh, and I've, I was lucky enough to see them a couple of times back in the 90s, uh, and, and I saw them once at the Big Dad on the Gold Coast, and another time they were playing at, like, an out... We, we have a entertainment precinct here in Brisbane called Southbank. Um, there's lots of restaurants and cafes, and there's, like, um, a public swimming lagoon and uh, gardens you can walk through, and they have a big... Um, or they had, I'm not, not sure if it's still there, uh, an outdoor piazza-type uh, performance. Performance area and the, one afternoon they had like a whole bunch of bands on there and the clouds were playing there as well and <laughs> I recall um, one of the women in the band um, I think it may have been who was the bass player was that Trish or was that Jodie I can't like remember that much <laughs> Did not you? God, I thought you were a massive fan of this. No, I like uh, the band. I didn't learn their names. And anyway, I think it was it. I think it was the bass player who complained that um, because she said, "Why is it every time we play anywhere near Brisbane we get stuff thrown at us?" Because someone had thrown like a plastic cup full of beer or something at them yeah. at that. before. And then I recalled a couple of years earlier the big Doubt, that yeah, someone had thrown bottles at them and I was like yeah that's they seem to get assailed every time they're on stage anywhere near my city, um uh, so I'm I'm gonna queue up and uh, we'll we'll play a bit from probably do, do you have a favourite Cloud song uh,
1: Hieronymus is the one that stayed with me but I'd be happy to hear have you recommend one of your favourites.
0: Um, I'm I'm going to recommend um, probably my favourite Cloud song of all time. Uh, it's called "Bower of Bliss," um, mm. and it's it's my favourite song of theirs, mainly because it's a song about sex and vaginas. So mm. here we go. A little bit rude, a little bit naughty, um, a little bit sexy, and yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> well, what about you, Paul? Do you have any music to recommend this week?
1: Well, going with uh, '90s bands that no longer exist as a theme from Australia, um, I'm going to recommend the Earthmen. You ever heard of the Earthmen?
0: I recall the name vaguely. I'll yeah. probably remember whatever it is you recommend uh, once I hear it, but. Oh, it's only a, a vague memory of a name more than anything at the moment.
1: Yeah, they look like they were bound for big things, but they never had any hits. Uh, despite I thinking, I think they have one of the best songs of the '90s in Australia, which is, uh, um, well, you, your song was about vaginas and sexy stuff. Mine is about uh, abusive relationships. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, but this is called "Whoever's Been Using This Bed," and um, it's it's an absolute beauty. wildlife update for you. Okay, okay. Yeah, the rabbit has gone, but um, about 10 metres away from my car, there is a mother... I think it's a, a pheasant, a mother right. pheasant, and um, about eight <laughs> little pheasant chicks, and they're all just scrabbling away under a tree.
0: I wondered where you would go with that for a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, you mother pheasant. <laughs> Uh, speaking of animals, in, I don't know if you can hear that, but in the background, my cats sound like they're fighting again. Ah. So Good times. Lots of animal antics here. So, anyway, back to your pheasants. Hooray! Yeah,
1: that's the update, so...
0: Ah, right. Right. Okay.
1: And, uh, yeah, we put the call out for questions, and we, we got some good ones. Um, Sean Ross. Sean Ross is the main sending questions. And he said... Mm. Hmm. Uh, how can you tell the difference between a hobby and an addiction? I love comics, but when I'm sad, I often buy comics I don't need just to buy them. I already have a ton of unread books, but I just keep buying more. If I'm using comics to self-medicate, is it still a hobby?
0: Ooh. Um, sometimes it's a fine line, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a, a line that, when you feel this line, that's when it is a problem, and I think the line is, shame when you feel shame. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, and tying back to my G.I. Joe, I actually got to the shame point with G.I. Joe because um, one day I bought a giant $600 space shuttle, G.I. Joe space shuttle. And the oh, my second, God. And the second I brought it home, I was just embarrassed by it. I was like, oh, why did I buy this? What am I thinking? <laughs> and, um, you know, I never wanted it displayed. It was just like this horrible thing that I'd bought that I shouldn't have bought and everything. So... Yeah, that was probably the tipping point, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to withdraw from this." And yeah, I yeah, I think that was that was the breaking point for me. But I, I haven't had that point with comics. I mean, I have bought an odd comic that I've regretted and go, "Oh, why did I buy that? I just really wanted to read something, and it wasn't worth reading." And or you know, I mm. wasn't patient enough to wait for the trade where it was more affordable, uh, etc. But uh, yeah, it rarely happens with comics. And I think comics uh, in the internet age, it's very easy to um, to find out if they're good, really, before you buy them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, to find out. Mm. Like, um, Martin Gray does fantastic reviews at Too Dangerous for a Girl. I trust his yes. opinion. So if Martin says something is really fantastic, you know, I'm more, I'm quite likely to pay attention to that and pick it mm. up. And, you know, other people I know have good taste. and I mean, they're recommending things. Um, yeah, because comics are expensive now.
0: Man. They are not cheap, no. They, uh, are, they are not um but I, I do i think that 's' because yeah i struggle with this too because i think um I, I think the shame point is a very good idea if you 're feeling shameful about something then yeah maybe you should stop it um i haven 't reached that with anything yet because um i i think i'm a i 'm very careful with what i've purchased these days but you 're right we, it's it's quite easy to to you know see um, previews of, of upcoming comics and you kind of go, hey, that stuff looks cool, I might grab that, or no, that's not for me. Um, and, yeah, I haven't reached that point with comics either. I think the only thing that kind of blows the lines is probably my Detective Comics collection, yeah. because I, I want to... That, that's the one where I'm like, I want to get them all, even though I know I'm never going to get any of the comics from the 40s. <laughs> uh, so I have my little um, comic collector app, my CLZ Comics app. Um, and every time I'm in a shop, I'm like, okay, oh, cool. They've got back issues of detective. I'm going to look at that. And I'm like, okay, uh, I can afford, you know, these few and add them to the collection. And I do that every time. But I reall- I, I haven't read... Any of the recent ones I've purchased, mm. and I don't know when I will. So I'm not, I think that is probably <laughs> an addiction side to my comic collection. Like, you know, like, Doom Patrol is a bit different because, you know, I, I genuinely love the Doom Patrol. I love detective comics too, but I think because I own pretty much everything in the Doom Patrol, other than the majority of my greatest adventure, but I'm kind of like, you know what? They can wait. I, I can get to those. I've got them in, in reprint books anyway, in mm. the, the, um, the showcase presents trades, whereas detective it's like, okay, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to see if they have got back issues here and I'll, I'll get them. I'll add them to my inventory in, in the app. I'll put them on the detective comic shelf. Won't get to the around to reading them. So, yeah, well, there's such a variety in
1: who's written them, and you know what events they're tying into, and when they came out, etc., and things like that. And yeah, the, yeah. And then you've got the annoying so. issues that are worth a fortune because they debut a character.
0: <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I think you've hit a very good point. Uh, it's that if you're feeling shameful about it, about yeah, a $600 space shuttle. Oh my God, Paul! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, If you're hitting the shame mark, it's probably an addiction. If you're getting genuine joy from it and enjoyment from it, it's probably still just a healthy hobby. Um, Yeah, like I I haven't – yeah, I I think the Detective Comics one is the only kind of addiction (laughs) for me at the moment Um, (laughs) because even my miniature stuff, I'm I'm kind of like – I I do get joy – from putting them together and, and painting them and, and, and playing games with my friends with them. But I haven't hit that shame mark yet because I'm very careful with my purchases because that is a very expensive hobby as well. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like, okay, I, I would like to do X, Y, and Z. In real-world money, that costs me, you know, one, two, three, however many dollars. I'm like, ooh, no, scale that back. Change your ideas or save up. So, yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, if if you can... If you if it's enjoyable and it's not sort of to any detriment of, of any part of your life or your wallet, then it yeah it's a healthy hobby. Otherwise yeah, I'm so, I'm sorry six hundred dollars for a space shuttle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no wow I, yeah I can't justify that.
0: <laughs> wow what what about what what did you end up doing with that space shuttle?
1: I sold <laughs> what, it. What, <laughs>
0: Wow, I sold it. You? I didn't
1: get as much as I paid for it, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Anyway, probably worth a fortune now. Anyway, it's probably worth like three grand now. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've certainly found that, like, comics have taken up a lot of my brain power. Like, I, I've thought <laughs> about, you know, which ones I want, you know, made lists and things like that. So there's, you know, certainly times where it has... Um, gone out of perspective with other things in my life and Mm. yeah it's it's it can be unhealthy (laughs) but uh, Mm. Eh? you know part of it I think is to maturing like when I was young I could not wait to get things I could not you know I would drive to the comic shop you know like 20k's to the comic shop to find the comics weren't in yet (laughs) things like that (laughs) because I was just I couldn't wait and then you'd have to buy something because you've driven all this way so what's the point of driving to the comic shop and not having Oh, animal update! The rabbit is now with the chicks.
0: Oh, okay. It, it
1: wants to be under that tree with the. With,
0: it, this is very weird. Right. Yeah. What, and, a, what a mother pheasant!
1: And the mother pheasant is uh, having a little dirt bath. You seen them when they dig that? They dig a little hole. Oh, yes. and yes. They, they sit in there and they fluff dirt all over themselves and they mm. Yeah, they love that. Rabbits don't.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, just while we're revisiting stuff, was this the Defiant Space Vehicle Launch Complex? That you bought? Did you do a Google? I just did a quick Google. <laughs> was, yeah. was that it's the like one? a really
1: big, okay. fat space shuttle.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah really yeah, wide. And it's got a, yes. Yeah, and it's it's got the the shuttle itself and the launcher and then yeah. the little um,
1: truck. Came, came with an astronaut and a pilot and a driver, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's got the vehicle to drive both ships out and then launch them and then yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you you're going back to to. The, the comic shop, and, and, you know, buying stuff because he'd driven 20Ks to get there. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, I used to do a lot of that, and certainly there would be a lot of things on... Uh, when I was younger, there were a lot, a lot of things on my pull list that I um, probably couldn't afford, and, yeah. And then mm. uh, I remember times where it was like, okay, this is coming out, what are the logistics of being able to afford that? Like, um, when Blackest Night came out, and there were, like, nine hardcovers, and I wanted oh, to, like, all of them. Yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Crap like that. So, yeah, I I think I'm in a pretty good place, and I think it's partly because I'm a bit older and more mature, and I think I've also stopped fooling myself that my kids give a damn about my hobby and will inherit it. So... (laughs) Like, when you're young, you think, oh, you know, I'll pass all these comics on to my my kids because they'll want to read them, and, you know, they'll cherish them the way I do. You go, no, Mm. no, they like PlayStation 4.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dave. If it's not on a shiny, bright-coloured screen, they're not interested. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, just a quick uh, Defiant update. I've had a quick look on eBay. They're about in the four fifty range. Oh, nice. Now, nice. On eBay. Okay. so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, although the uh, oh, the the Defiant gantry driver hardtop. Uh, So that's the guy that drove the vehicle. He is worth uh, about $100 Australian. Nice. uh, Whereas the astronaut, um, whose name I believe was Payload, he is, oh, wow, about a $300 mark. Wow.
1: Okay. So,
0: wow, wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. You probably didn't need to go that far
1: into it, but thank you.
0: No, probably not. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, that much for. I mean, yes, it's a giant toy, but like, wow. Okay, I've, I'll shut up about <laughs> it now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just because uh, I, I regard you of the two of us, I regard you, Paul, as the more sensible one of us. Oh. Um, and and to to hear this this tale from years gone by, of you getting the defiant for that much. I was like, wow, geez, okay. Cause like I, I, I realized that my miniatures hobby is a bit silly and a bit frivolous and a bit, you know, uh, probably not the best use of my time or money in some respects, but, um, and I know it, I've probably spent more over time than what the defiant would have cost you, but I don't think I've ever spent that much in one hit. Ever. So I'm just that that's where all my wows and surprise are coming from. So yeah, okay. Paul, you're so sensible and, and you know, yeah. <laughs> responsible. And it just But I I realise this would have been younger Paul, you know, yes. who couldn't wait for comics and couldn't yeah. wait to sure. you know. Yeah. 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 I'm feeling yeah.
1: the same again, Mike. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that wasn't my intent. I I'm, I'm, I'm just I found that a, a mind-blowing story about yourself.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is probably a really good segue into Sean's, uh, one of his other questions. And he said, mm. if you could get back all the money that you spent on your hobby in your life, but you can never participate or interact with anything related to that hobby ever again, would you take the money? Oh, Magic the Gathering in a heartbeat. <laughs> If we're
0: if we're uh, yeah okay if we're separating comics no way no way ever comics no way no no comics no way if I could get back some of the comics I used to have that'd be great too Ooh, yeah. uh, if if we're talking collectible card games as a specific hobby yes. <laughs> I would get I would gladly get back every cent I had spent on collectible card games because in my youth I was playing Yep, Magic the Gathering, Vampire the Eternal Struggle, the Star Wars collectible card game, the Star Trek collectible card game, the Lord of the Rings trading card game, um Mech Warrior trading card game, oh god, what else? There would have been others. Even ones I just tried where I bought a starter deck and was Pokemon. like Yeah, oh, yeah, this is alright. Uh, I tried Pokemon for a little bit, but I was kind of yeah, no, not quite for me. I even tried the Digimon trading card game, wow, which is like you know the B grade Pokemon. Sorry to all the Digimon fans. Um, yeah, if if there was a trading card game that looked even slightly interesting, I was just a slut for it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, even Hero, Hero clicks I'll put into the collectible gaming thing. I tried that as well. It's just so much money into collectible gaming. And, oh, my God, if I could get back every cent and dollar I'd spent on that, yes, definitely. And I would gladly not participate in it anymore because it doesn't really exist anymore. So, well, it still does to a certain extent, but not as it did way back when. Yeah. So, but comics, no way, no way. I I could not give up my comics. Collectible gaming, definitely. That was oh my god. Would you want to ballpark this figure? <laughs> oh no, no, I could I couldn't. Uh, now I'm in the shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely feeling the shame. I, yeah, okay. Back then, collectible gaming was my <laughs> my addiction and my shame. Like one time, I found out that um, one of the comic shops uh, and comic gaming stores here in in Brisbane um, they were sell- they had a sale of of. Um, booster packs for vampire the eternal struggle and they were selling them for i think a dollar each for whatever reason i don't i don't know why and i found this out so my uh my and i had actually gotten my girlfriend at the time um uh, into it as well so what do we do we hopped in the car roared into the city ran out and we blew like every dollar we had <laughs> at the time <laughs> on us at picking up every possible booster we could because they were only a (laughs) dollar because we loved the game that much and we had we we both came out with like handfuls (laughs) of boosters, hopped back in the car (laughs) and raced home to open them up (laughs) so the Define is your great shaming point, Collectible Gaming is mine I could not would not ballpark the figure on that, it would be astronomical so Oh, feeling the love and the shame. This episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what about was? Is there any hobby that you would claim your money back on if through some magical means you could? Probably
1: magic. I did probably a year and a half of hardcore magic playing and purchasing, and uh, nothing really came of it. I mean, I, I still have crates of magic cards that I try and sell.
0: (laughs) Wow, okay.
1: (laughs) And you know that no one really wants old magic cards unless they're the one that's come back into the game as a reprint or something, so...
0: Mm. Yeah, Mm. so you can
1: try and sell them as a bulk lot for nothing, or you can sell one card for $20, and that's... Yeah, but... Mm. Yeah, I can't keep track of it all, and you know, sorting it all out, and oh, look look at all this land I've got, and you know... (laughs) common artifacts and crap like that so uh huh yeah Yeah. but I mean it's on a high shelf in my um nerd room and it's you know it's out of the way (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I would have I would have probably spent you know it's probably equivalent of a pack a day smoking um habit Mm -hmm. yeah as far as money but
0: uh yeah yeah wow and the time
1: it took like uh when I was playing magic I think I used to play with a bloke at lunchtime and a couple of other blokes and mm. I think I had an hour for lunch at that time and we were regularly doing like an hour and 45 minutes at lunch and hoping no one would notice. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, for me, uh, thankfully around that time, um, my my friends and I were all into it sort of outside of work. So, you know, pretty much every time we would meet up, um, we would you know have it get a game of something going um and it got to the point where um, i actually ended up moving in with one of my friends so our place became a bit of a party place you know we're all Ooh. in our early 20s um and he worked night shifts and i worked day shifts so we rarely saw each other during the week you were like um, Lady Hawk. yes <laughs> yes we were <laughs> that's exactly what we didn't call our household <laughs> uh, So we actually ended up having uh, a game of Vampire the Eternal Struggle going, where we would take turns when we got home and write down in a notebook what we had done during our turn. And it took forever and and um and so, like, because you'd be able to react to certain card plays by your opponent. So you'd do something and you'd write down the question, okay, I have played this card, are you reacting to it? And you'd have to wait the next day <laughs> to see what their response was. And they would go like, yes, I react with this card that I've just played down on top of your card. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then we had... Uh, A friend of theirs, um, a a young girl who had moved out of home due to some unpleasant circumstances, she moved in with us. And for some reason, there was – when I was at work and and my housemate, he had – He'd gone. So he wasn't at home when this happened, but for some reason, I think the police came around to to question her about something that had happened. But basically, with Vampire: The Eternal Struggle, each character card has um, you know health points or life points, and so we were using the only tokens we had in the house for five cent pieces. So we had them stacked up beside each of our character cards, and she didn't understand the game at all. She thought we were gambling. So with the police at the door, what she did, she basically shoved the entire game. <laughs> to hide it, because she didn't want us to get in trouble for gambling illegally at home, <laughs> while she dealt with the cops or whoever it was. Some basically some authoritarian figure had come to the house to speak with her, and she was worried that they were going to think we were illegally gambling.
1: Yeah, there'd so, be a lot of Vampire the Eternal Struggle raids in the area lately. And
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was it was rampant in Brisbane in the nineties. So okay, boys, so we... let's shut the
1: show down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I I just remember getting home and thinking, uh, what happened to our game? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you I, I didn't want to get in trouble, and she explained it all. <laughs> and it was like, right. So we basically have to rebuild the. We either restart a brand new game. <laughs> Which has taken us forever to get to this point. Or we try and reconstruct the game <laughs> back to its present game state, going through every note in this damn notebook <laughs> and putting back all the five cent pieces. It was two years <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> and damn it, I think we—if I this was a long, this was like you know almost twenty years ago now when this happened, probably more than that. But I'm pretty sure. My housemate and I, we went back and reconstructed the game from the get-go because we just couldn't be bothered uh, restarting it again. So I think we both, on the one weekend, we sat down and said, okay, you did that, then I did that, then you did that. Put all your five-cent pieces over here, and I think we we got back to where it was pretty much. And then <laughs> then we said to her, don't ever touch that table again. <laughs> said it's not gambling, it's just tokens because, you know (laughs) we couldn't afford fancy things like actual tokens, we just used, you know actually the money we probably were using probably could have gone towards tokens, but we were young and stupid, what would we know So, Mm. oh dearie me so, yeah collectible gaming was a big expensive part of my life, and if I could reclaim it through whatever magical means uh, Sean was offering, gladly (laughs) gladly would do that Mm. Oh my! And I don't. Now you've got me wondering about the ballpark figure I spent on it. It would. It was. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> it was. Oh there was even a Judge Dread trading card game. Okay. <laughs> And it there was, like, no promotion for it, no publicity for it. It was just like, hey, here's a Judge Dredd trying guy I think they promoted it in, you know, the the 2008 comics, of course. Um, it wasn't very popular. I think it had basically the starter set and one expansion, if that. Um, and I was like, hey, that's cool. That's got some Judge Dredd artwork. And the gameplay was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I still went out and bought it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to play it with. I was like, oh my God, I was hopeless. <laughs> oh just...
1: I I track every hardcover and trade comic I buy every year. So, you know, I have a list. And the years I played Magic, or the year and a half I played Magic, I bought less trades and hardcovers than any other year of my wow. comic collecting life.
0: Mm, so... Funny that. Mm, mm. Weird.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well maybe we should wrap things up around here. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm Paul, you can find me at reading underscore Hicks on Twitter. Um and as Mike said you can send emails to wherever the show
0: address is. (laughs) Uh I believe it is hang on you can edit all this. (laughs) Why would I? Uh, yeah, you can send emails uh, to GaryShowPodcast, or one word, at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Avant-Garve. Um Hit us up with any questions or suggestions for music or, you know, topics you'd like us to discuss, um, but not about the defiant. My God, $600. <laughs> for, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just blows my mind. <laughs> I'll move on. From it after this episode, but I'm going to be pondering this for a long time. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh,
0: I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it's it's blowing my mind like it is. But it's just wow. That's that's it, on the one hand, it's really cool. On the other hand, it's just like
1: wow. It, well, it was too big. You could not put it away. Like it basically took up too much space.
0: No, no, you would not be able to sneak that in the household in any fashion whatsoever, you know? <laughs> I, I remember back in my youth, like, I would sneak home card packs and go, oh, no, I already had that card. I bought that ages ago. Or, you know, I would sneak in a box of minutes, Oh, no, I, I bought them ages ago. You could not sneak the Defiant in <laughs> any way. You couldn't hide under your shirt. You would need, like, you would need a Sherpa <laughs> to try and sneak that in. And even then they'd be going, why is there a Sherpa in our house? And what are they doing carrying the Defined? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Anyway, thanks for joining us for The Gary Show. It's been a slightly odd episode, but, you know, they're all going (laughs) to be. And thanks, Paul. We'll uh, catch you next time for more of The Gary Show. Thanks, Mike. (laughs)